You are now tuned into the Mind Shift. Stick around and join me and get all of the inside tips and tools we need to help tackle your fears and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life. Each Mind Shift episode is designed to give you the tools, ideas, and inspiration you need to take action in your life and shift your mind. I promise to make sure we have some fun along the way. You can't take life too seriously. So it's time to fall in love with the process and take back control with the Mind Shift. We're going to have inspirational guests along the way to help give us that extra motivation we need to get out of our funk and blast us even further into our journey. Stop waiting until you're happy and go out and earn it. Let's prepare to activate our mind shift. Thursday. So my goal is to jump in and hope that you're having an amazing week and prepare you to head into your weekend with a little bit of positivity. So this week, we've got some really cool things to go over. I'm going to talk about the mind shift as a whole, kind of where it came from and what it means to me. And then we're going to talk about building the right support system around ourselves. We know how important it is to have people around us that support us and keep us in check and really get us headed in the right direction and remind us, you know, to get back focused on the things that we really, really, really need to be focused on. So we're going to talk about how and who we need to have around us to make sure that we're building the right support system. And before we wrap up, we're going to talk about your weekend self-care challenge. So I always preach self-care, how important it is to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves because we often devote ourselves to taking care of others versus taking care of ourselves. So we're going to start challenging you each week about how to take care of yourself. So I'm going to give you a self-care challenge for this weekend and every single week when we jump on here and have the mind shift. So let's go ahead and get started. So let's talk a little bit about the mind shift. It just dawned on me this week that we're in season two and I never really addressed what the name the mind shift means to me and why I actually decided to name the show the mind shift. Um, I came across the saying and the mind shift really spoke to me in the sense that it shifts the way that you think. So I wanted my goal to be that other people come across it and say, hey, what does the mind shift mean? I wanted it to be pretty self-explanatory. So my goal is to always give you a new way of thinking or something new that you can implement into your life to kind of shift the way that you process things. So for me, it helps me keep myself in check. Like for instance, yesterday, I started feeling, you know, sorry for myself. And you know, you get distracted and you start feeling down on yourself and thinking, you know, hey, why am I feeling so beat down right now? And the way that I shift my mind is to think, well, there are so many other people that are dealing with things way more important than what I'm dealing with right now. So I think of the mind shift as a way to shift my mind from feeling sorry for myself to what can I do to get myself out of this out of this slump and figure out exactly what's going on. So the goal should always be for us to not just process what we're dealing with, but also process how we're going to deal with it. Because it's even more important than just sitting and sulking in what you're dealing with versus 
what is my plan of action to actually get through this? What is my plan of action to figure this out? How can I shift my mind from feeling sorry for myself to actually fixing the situation? Because it's very easy to sit in that slump and just feel that way. And that's why a lot of times when we come on here, we talk about self-care and self-development because all of those things are ways that we can shift our way of thinking and shift the way that we're feeling at that moment and shift our minds to think of something more positive versus sitting in the negative, which is so much easier to do. Sometimes it's hard to dig out of the negative and think more positively about your situation. But the important part is making sure that we are shifting our mind from that and making sure that we're digging out of the negative. So the reason I decided to name it The Mind Shift is because my goal for every single episode is to make sure that when I come and share with you guys is that I'm always giving you something that you can take and implement into your everyday life. So my goal is to come in and help you shift your mind from one thing to the next. So it's very simple. I know some of you guys are like, why is she even explaining this? Because I got it from the get-go. But I really wanted to really jump on and give you guys just a little bit of feedback and talk to you a little bit more about what the mind shift means to me and why I decided to name the show The Mind Shift. So there we have it. We tend to hear people say that it's important to try not to do life entirely on your own. And that was something that really I struggled with as I started my own business and started writing and things like that, because it was like, okay, these are the things I want to do. I don't really need anyone to help me do it. I'll do the research. I'll put it into action and I'll make it happen. But then when you start getting in the nitty gritty, it's like sometimes who are you going to have to bounce ideas off of? Who's going to help me when I get in the slump? Who's going to talk me through the hard times? Who's going to give me advice on how to move to the next step? So those are the types of things you have to think about. And it's like, okay, now it's time for me to start building a support system. But then it's not just your regular support system or the same family and friends that you've always used when it comes to things like that. Sometimes you have to build the right support system. And when I say right, that means keeping people around you who are like-minded or people who have similar goals or people who are already where you want to be, people that can advise you. And sometimes you have to reevaluate the people that you have around you and incorporate some people that may not have initially been in your group to have around you. So you need a support system that's for caring and helpful people in your life. They could be family members, friends, coworkers, neighbors, or just people that you've known for a while, but you need to have people in your corner. So we have to think about how do we build that support system? Like, what does it even mean to have a support system? What does that come from? And you know what it means to support others because you're always there for family and friends when they need you. You listen to them when they need to vent. You drive them places when they don't have a ride and you cheer them up when they need a little encouragement. But then you have to sit back and think about like, who does that for you? Like, I'm always there for everyone else. And then you look around when you need other people and it's like, okay, who's here to support me and get me through this situation? So when we build a healthy support system, it includes much more than just finding people to help you out when you're in time of need. Sometimes that includes you know, specific traits or healthy support systems when you need them to help you further your success. So it's not necessarily, hey, I'm really down, I need your help. It's, hey, I really want to move to the next level. I'm doing great, but there's more that I want to do. So how can you help me get to that? And it includes people who are going to help you be accountable. Someone that you can enjoy their, you know, enjoy their company as well. So in accountability, it's someone that's actually going to show you you know, the key factor in making successful lifestyle changes, whether that means, hey, you need to start doing this or, hey, you need to stop doing that. 
And sometimes it's easier for us to accept, okay, let's start doing this than it is to accept the fact of, hey, I've got to stop doing this if I want to move to the next level. And that's something that can be hard for us to accept as well. So accountability works best when it's reciprocated. You've got to be just as accountable for someone else as they are for you. So just like you're reporting, they're reporting your progress to you. You've got to be able to give that person and hold them just as accountable for their goals as well. So it's a two-way street. It's not one way when it comes to building your support system. And having those people around you can help you improve your your health physically and emotionally. You know, there's been proven benefits to maintaining physical and mental health relationships with people. And it's not only been successful for like depression, but it also helps people with Alzheimer's. So it could help you on so many different levels to just have those people around you who can motivate you and say, hey, I really think you're slipping. This is what you need to do. Or, hey, you're doing really, really great at this. Let's, you know, push it a little bit harder and see what happens. So anytime you have, you know, someone around you that can help you reduce stress, who can help you, you know, incorporate different things into your normal day to day, that's going to help. And anytime you have extra opinions, that helps you with better problem solving. That's why they have social groups for so many different things. It can help you release stress. And regardless of what you're going through, you could be dealing with similar issues of other people. So those support groups are just as important. So just like people would go to support groups for dealing with alcoholism, you need a support system around you for all of the great things that you have going as well. So we want to think about what types of things do we want to include or do we want to have people have when they're around us in our support system? Like what type of person should this be? And it's of course got to be someone who's accountable. A healthy support system includes someone who can call your bluff when they need to and say, hey, you know what? I think that was corny. You shouldn't have done that. You need to do this next time or offer honest feedback and say, hey, I really liked this part of what you did, but how next time try it this way? And someone that can help you stay on track or even when you fall off, which happens all the time, I've started writing books and completely fell off and actually had to have someone snap me back and say, hey, you know, you already said this book is coming. What's happening? Why did you stop? And that didn't start happening for me until I started having other people around me who felt just as strongly about me accomplishing my goals as I did. So these people have got to be just as passionate about you achieving your goals as they would be about their self or as that you are about your goals. And sometimes you'll have people around you that cheer you on harder than you cheer yourself on. So you need those people in your side. And with no one holding you accountable, how who's going to who's going to tell you to get back on track when you've completely fallen off track? So that, I mean, you always have people around you to keep you on track when diet and exercise. So why not include those things when it comes to business and making sure that you're answering to someone else and someone who's likely to keep you, you know, sticking to the plan that you've actually uh, developed. So when the struggle becomes a little bit more difficult, then you need that person to help you prevent a, a potential relapse. If you're known to start things and then fall off, you definitely want to have someone there who's who can help hold you accountable. Then you've also got to have someone who you can fellowship with. And that's just people that you enjoy having around you with similar beliefs, thoughts, or experiences, or who can improve your life overall. So when you're out with these people, yeah, they're holding you accountable, but it's not just a business relationship. Like I genuinely enjoy these people. These are not the people that I started this, you know, started out with, but these are the people who are actually helping me build 
and do exactly what I want to do as far as moving forward with my business. So you're going to meet other people that are going through the same problems as you and discover that the current ways that they were able to overcome them are maybe some of the things that can help you overcome your obstacles as well. So having that every day or every week or however often you want to do it, that fellowship can be done through meetings. You know, you go to the coffee shop, hang out, get on a conference call. But sometimes those little calls of encouragement and just getting out and freeing your mind and really investing that time elsewhere can help you refocus and get back where you need to be. That support system has also got to have someone who can educate you. So it's not just people who are necessarily on the same level as you, like I mentioned earlier. You want people who are already there. The people who can say, you know what, that's not the way to go about it. Why don't you try going about it this way? So anytime education is going to be like ammunition for you. So it'll help defend you. So it's like, okay, I was doing it wrong, but now I've been educated. So now I can do it differently and I can actually accomplish the goals that I've set out to do. And then you want to have professional friends, people who are always the ones that can tell you exactly how to do it and how to handle it professionally. I haven't always had, you know, everyone around me that was the perfect support group. I have really, really awesome people in my corner, but I really had to start implementing people who did things completely different from what I'm doing because just because they're doing something different doesn't mean that their experience and how they got to where they are isn't the same, that you won't go over the same obstacles. So it's important to have all those different types of people in your life. And then you want to have someone in your corner that has purpose. So you have to have a support system that includes a sense of of purpose. Like, what are we doing together? How are we developing each other? What is the reason that we want to, you know, motivate each other? Why are we each other's support system? We have to have a common purpose. And if that's to encourage each other and to love on each other, then that's what it needs to be. So everyone has a purpose in life. We know that. So we have to find that purpose and have people around us that are going to help us stay focused on what that purpose is. So when you're building your network, although it may be hard at first to reach out to people and ask them for help and connecting with people that you don't know, it's vital for your success. So that doesn't mean you have to find these group of people and I'm going to tell them all my business and everything that I have going on. That's not what it means. It's who you choose to confide in and include in your social network. That's completely in your support network. That's completely your decision. But you also want to think about a couple things when you're developing that network, and that's going to be what type of people do I want to include? And those are going to be people who have demonstrated the ability to be sympathetic and non-judgmental. We can be very judgmental on ourselves, but we need other people who are not going to be judgmental towards us and that can actually tell us, hey, you know, you're being a little hard on yourself this time. You need to step off a little bit because I think you're doing the right thing. So that's going to be a really good source of support for you. So we definitely want to keep you know, those encouraging people there. Then you have to think about whether this network is going to be formal or informal. So it's a matter of personal preference. Do you want to surround yourself with these people in your personal life or are they just there strictly for business support or for, you know, this particular goal? So what you have, you know, trouble if you have trouble identifying supportive people in your life or if you don't currently have a strong social network, it's never too late to start working on that. You could be you know, where you want to be. But that doesn't mean that once you start meeting other people that that's not going to say, hey, you know what, I actually want to go up to the next level. So I need to push myself because this person was able to take it to another level. So even if your initial network consists of only the professionals involved in your treatment, it's important to begin to trust and kind of share those things with other people. 
So as you know, as humans, we're social animals. So our brains are built for social interaction. So we want to look for opportunities to stay engaged in the lives of others and then also have those people engaged in our lives as well. So from that, when we're building that support system, we want to make sure we include all of those things, education, purpose, support, staying engaged, and making sure that those people around us are holding us accountable. Accountability is the number one word when it comes to building our support system because without that where is the support okay so i promised you earlier that i was going to give you your weekend self-care challenge i think that weekends are a really really good time for us to implement a little bit more self-care because they're not typically as busy for some of us for me, I'm typically always either working on the weekend or doing several other different things that kind of take away from my ability to really devote self-care. So sometimes we can implement it during the week, but I think the weekend is really a great time for most people to be able to implement a little bit of self-care. So for this weekend self-care challenges, I have two things for you to do. One is simple, and then one is something that can be ongoing for you. The first one is to create a list of the things that you like about yourself or your favorite things about yourself. Sometimes it's easy to compliment other people about the things that that they have about themselves, their personality, because we see those things more. But how often do we actually really take a look at ourselves and say, hey, you know what? You did a really good job today at listening. Or, hey, I really appreciate the way that you comfort your friends when they need you. I appreciate the way that you're there for other people. A lot of times we can we can see that in other people, but we don't often see it in ourselves. And I'm really, really bad about that. There are a lot of things that I can encourage other people to do all day and tell them their strengths and tell them all of the different awesome things about themselves. But I very rarely turn around and look at myself and say, hey, you know what? I really like these things about you. So I think this weekend would be a really good weekend for you to create a list of the things about yourself, not thinking about anyone else or not thinking about what someone else would like about you, but the things that you actually sit back and like about yourself. So that's the first one. The second one is a little deeper. Um, You don't have to write anything out, but it gives you something that you can do more long-term that you can do off and on. And that would be read a self-improvement book. I'm just as much a reader as I am a writer. Um, I've written three books. My fourth is just rapping, but I also like to read what other people have to say, especially self-improvement books, because everybody could use a little bit encouragement from reading other people's experiences or things that they've done or different things that you can implement into your life. So the first one that I would suggest for you to read would be Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Um, we already know who she is. She's the creator of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. We know how powerful she is in Hollywood. We know how amazing she is at writing and creating all of these cool things. She's the queen of Thursday nights. We already know that. So basically she wrote a book telling you how she learned about how to take care of herself and how you might actually be able to implement those things and taking care of yourself as well. Because we always know how to take care of other people but sometimes we we lack in the way we take care of ourselves. So a lot of that includes self-care and self self-improvement. So that is going to be a good example especially seeing how successful she is and the things that she's overcome. She really makes you feel as if 
okay, like she's really been through this before. We always feel like, you know, successful people had it easy. But if you really sit back and read most of their stories, they went through just as many trials and tribulations as the everyday person as they try to reach their goals as well. So the name of the book again is Year of Yes, and that's by Shonda Rhimes. The second book I'm going to suggest for you is called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life, and it's by Charles Duhigg. His last name is D-U-H-I-G-G. Basically, he discusses the science behind habit creation and reformation. So basically, he goes into how we become creatures of habit, the things and how we build habits towards certain things that we do in our personal life, certain things that we do for our businesses, things that we do in relationships, family, friendships, all of those things and how they're created and how you can reform them to work for you. So those are two really, really awesome books. That second one, again, was The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and his last name is spelled D-U-H-I-G-G. So this weekend, you've got to jump into your self-care challenges. Don't forget to create that list of things that you really, really, really love about yourself and grab one of those two books or any other self-improvement book that someone has advised you to read because there are tons of them out there, but those are the two that I'm reading right now, and they're actually really, really awesome. So check those out. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for another episode of The Mind Shift. I hope that your self-care challenge goes off absolutely amazing. And don't waste any time in building that support system. It works wonders for accomplishing your goals. Talk to you next time.